Welcome, welcome. And for this episode, hola, hola. It's the itinerary, episode five. We're heading down to Mexico, specifically the new hotspot, Tulum. So grab a taco and a tequila shot. I'm Jared Schwartz. I'm Melissa Schwartz. Hello, Melissa. You're fresh off your trip to Tulum. Hola, Harid. <laughs> we travel a lot. Everyone always asks, where'd you go? How'd you get there? Where'd you stay? What'd you do? So we thought we'd take you through how we booked the flights, my specialty, whether it's points, upgrades, or cold hard cash, her specialty, where we stayed, what we ate, and then what we did there is a combination of both of our preferences. This podcast is intended to gear you up for a possible trip to a place you've never been, or add some guidance on how to get there and make the most of your time in another country, or at least listen to how we spend ours. And Melissa, have you ever heard of a thing called iTunes? I have. We're on it! I know! We're on iTunes, people. People, all you have to do is search for the itinerary and subscribe, hit the download button, listen to the podcast. We're also on Apple Podcasts as well. Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, we can be found. Just search the itinerary and listen there, especially on Apple Podcasts and iTunes on your iPhone or your iPad. Just search the itinerary and we'll come up. So wherever you get those podcasts, click on the listen tab. Are you ready to go? I am. Let's go. Episode 5. Tulum. So we, as we mentioned, we we travel a lot. Probably about 90% of the time it's together. 10% it's not. So this was one of these rare instances where Melissa went solo with a friend to Tulum for a couple of days. So we'll ask her about that. We'll get into where she stayed, how she got there, everything like we do here on the itinerary. So where is Tulum? About an hour and a half south of Cancun, up-and-coming hot spot for basically a, re- a relaxating uh, retreat, so to say. And you Relaxating, s- I like it. You trademarking that? I'm trying to. You <laughs> sought this spot out for a while. What initially drew you to it? Okay, you're going you're gonna to make fun of me, but in 2011, Bon Appetit covered this new restaurant called Heartwood that would go on three years later to get a write-up in the New York Times as the restaurant not only like in mexico but in the world uh this burnt out couple that worked at uh friedman's on lower east side they were like fuck it we're done um living in new york and they opened a little open air restaurant in tulum and it really took off from there uh my parents have timeshare in riviera maya which is about an hour away from tulum so in 2014, when that New York Times article came out, um, I, had read a, I had read the article from Bon Appetit three years prior, so it was enough that I made my parents do a little road trip with me when we were in Riviera Maya. We had dinner at Hartwood, and I got to see how adorable Tulum is, um, and I've always wanted to come back. Okay, so this is your second time going there, but first time staying. Correct. Okay. And so you mentioned a couple of the places that you've been to in Mexico and and a couple others that you didn't mention, whether it's Mexico City or it's maybe Cabo, something like that. How how was Tulum supposed to compare to all those other spots in Mexico? What stood you got a little taste of it 
you know, a few years back, uh, what stood out to you for this spot to pick it to go to rather than the others? Yeah, I think at this point, Tulum does get a ton of tourism, but it's still kind of has managed to remain unique. Um, I don't really feel like the restaurants have that mass-produced, cheesy Mexican vibe. I think that the food you're getting there, super fresh vegetables, delicious fish, just really good food, nothing too heavy, really cool, like, Cali laid-back vibes to all the restaurants. Um, It's really not, like any other place I've been to a ton of places in Mexico Mexico City is like by itself it's pretty fancy but Cabo is nice I prefer Tulum and it's much easier to get to for people that are on the east coast um I've been to Playa del Carmen which is also pretty cute close to Cancun um but yeah I I really liked Tulum I I didn't like the hotel I stayed at but well we'll get into that but you you bring up an interesting point when you said cheesy and Mexico in the same sentence because when I and I've been to a couple different spots in Mexico when I hear people say they're going to Mexico that's honestly what I think of I I think it's like Caribbean adjacent but there's there's um I I don't know how to put my finger on it but like it's not the most attractive place to go to no and so this is the antithesis antithesis of what a carnival cruise (laughs) Like, would feel like. Yeah. It's, it's very authentic. It's super cool. It, it's honestly a little too cool for me. Um, but do you agree that the, the other places in Mexico yeah. are, are more like the Carnival totally. Cruise? It's, it's like if that thing was still around, Club Med. Oh, Club Med. That's yes. like what I think of Mexico with. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. And, yeah, when I hear people say they're going to Mexico... I, I just kind of like shrug my shoulders and it's, it's kind of like, like we don't have kids, but if somebody who has kids and says, I'm going on vacation, well, where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. I kind of like roll my eyes. That's probably, that's probably the worst place I could think of to go to like, and I grew up in South Florida and I never wanted to go to Disney World. I just didn't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of it back then. I'm not a fan of it now. So like kind of the, the simpatico, if you will say, between Mexico and like a Disney vacation. That's kind of like what I yeah. what I think of it is, but it's interesting. Mexican Disney? No, just like regular old Disney World in Orlando. Like I just was never a fan of it. So, you know, the the couple Jared of places and are, Jared and I are laughing cuz my parents have timeshares I just mentioned and they're apparently building a Mexican Disney and we think it it's literally our virtual nightmare. <laughs> well, if you yeah, if you put those two together, <laughs> um, <laughs> if you say so, um we can go with that. But yeah, when I think, you know, Mexico, that's kind of what comes to mind. Cheesy, and it's interesting that, you know, you got that vibe when you first went to Tulum that this is someplace different, that this is someplace cool, as you mentioned, maybe even too cool for you. Um, and, and that's a good reason why you went back. And so, all right, how you got there? Um, Interjet. Probably a lot of people haven't heard of it. Um, I knew about it a little bit, not too much. Um, you basically... Got this flight because it was the cheapest, I assume? Yeah, it was the cheapest, and it also had the best times. Um, we arrived in Cancun Saturday morning uh, at 11 a.m., and our flight yesterday was heavily delayed because of the weather, but it wasn't supposed to leave until 7.30 p.m. Okay, so if you don't know, Interjet is Mexico's third largest airline, actually, behind Aeromexico and Volaris. It's self-described as the JetBlue of Mexico, so 
take that for what it's worth, up until last year when they switched to a hybrid model, which is more like a spirit. Um, so extra low fares, but you pay for anything extra, whether that's legroom, bags, drinks. Um, they do have an all Airbus fleet like JetBlue. You were on the A320 from, from JFK. And, um, yeah, like I mentioned, probably the times, you know, synced up well for you. Um, it's interesting. We kind of have a different outlook on, on stuff and, you know, we'll get, actually we'll get into who else flies there because out of New York city to Cancun, it's only three and a half hour flight. So you could go United from Newark or you could go Delta, JetBlue or American from JFK. And you chose, you know, Interjet and I don't know how much cheaper it was. Maybe it was more so the times, but say it's $50 cheaper. Is that enough for you to, and it's just not just internet, excuse me, Interjet, um, but to fly a Spirit or, or some other discount carrier just because of the $50 savings? Or would you rather have, you know, a legacy airline like a Delta or a United or something like that where you kind of know what you're getting? So I think I err on the side of cheap. I'm also five foot two, so I could sit in a middle seat, which is what I did on both legs because my friend was actually on crutches, so I gave her the aisle both ways. Um, I'm fine with the cheaper is is the option I want to go with, especially when I'm not flying with you. Um, I pick the cheaper one until something goes very wrong, which is what happened on this trip, and I've learned my lesson because, you know, at the end of the day, I want to complain about what has gone wrong, but I don't want anything from these people because I would never fly them again. So, A, I don't think they would ever refund me any amount of money based on the reviews that this airline has gotten, and B... Even if they gave me a credit, like, I wouldn't want to use it. Whereas, you know, if I'm flying a United or a Delta, they have to have my business based on all the places they fly, right? So if this happened to me on one of those airlines, I would then complain and get something. Okay, so you you just made a statement that something happened that wasn't in your favor on, on the flight. So why don't you tell the listeners what that was yeah sure so as i mentioned my friend is on crutches she has a stress fracture in her left hip um there was a when we checked in to the cancun airport i it was a, it's a very long walkway to get to the interjet desk to check in um get your boarding pass etc and so i left her at the entrance at a seat near a starbucks and i i know starbucks in a cancun airport who knew um, and so I went up to the first person that the desk that I could find. I said I needed a wheelchair, and he said he would get one, but I didn't see him, like, make any actions to get one. And, like, 20 minutes went by, finally asked him what was going on, texted my friend to let her know that, like, this guy was moving like molasses, so maybe she wanted to hobble on over. At which point, I think he thought initially that I was with a man, and when he saw me with a woman, I think that he was homophobic and thought that we were together, at which point he told me that I had two legs, so I needed to go wait in the end of the line, uh, which at that point, I didn't know my flight was delayed and I would have missed my flight, and she would be taken. And my friend was just very upset and started crying which I think even made him more think that we were together. And it wasn't until people in line started, like, yelling that we both should be taken that he finally let me check in. And then when we took the flight, 
our flight was two hours delayed, so we didn't touch down into JFK until one in the morning, and we had specified beforehand that we needed a wheelchair, and we're told that one was going to meet us at the gate. We get off the plane, and there are folded up wheelchairs. There's no one there to push her, and we're told that it was too cold for them, so no one is there. So I had to figure out how to open and maneuver a wheelchair. My friend is actually a doctor, and so she was livid because it is not compliant with the American Disability Act. So she was, like, super emotional and upset about the whole thing. Um, Yeah. So that was on your return flight. Yeah last night and then you had a little toilet paper situation on the way there <laughs> they oh, were, yeah. they, they, they ran, ran out, out. They ran out obviously not as bad but yeah. um how how was the the plane and everything like that so beth and i were actually saying that we thought the seats were very wide so i mean they actually well they have 17 inches of width which is kind of sta- yeah which is kind of standard the pitch is uh between 31 and 32 inches usually in a th- in the three, three layout. Um, so kind of your standard coach cabin, no frills. Uh, you know, they say it's jet blue, but, uh, I don't think so. (laughs) Not that much. We did Uh, get free snacks. Okay. I was given a soda and about four chips. Okay. So that, that's, uh, kind of like the hybrid model, but you know, you get, uh, drinks and a snack. So that's good. Um, so when you have that kind of experience, does that put you over the edge that you wouldn't fly an airline like this again? What if it's $150 cheaper than the next competitor? I, I really think that I don't think the lack of service that I experienced, I would find at this point in time with a Delta or a United, and God forbid I did, I really feel that they would very quickly rectify the situation, especially if you're, like, going out and saying that someone is not uh, ADA compliant, American Disability Association, like, that is just not okay. Okay, so this was a quick trip, just two nights, but you scheduled it so you got the most out of your time. You went in early, you came back late, even with the delay. Um, So you stayed at the Nomad Hotel, which, as I mentioned, was about 90 minutes from the Cancun Airport south. Um, how'd you get to the hotel? So this is actually really interesting. Um, I booked it through Expedia. I had a, I think it was like a 15% off coupon. Um, so I booked it through them and they like sold my information to some local provider who contacted me. And initially I was like all pissed off about it. But my friend that I went with, she had gone before with her husband And their transfers were $200 total round trip. And this woman was offering us $144 round trip. So I was like, okay, disregard me yelling at you the other day. So it worked. (laughs) It did work. I I don't really think it's legal for them to give out my information. But yeah, they got my business. But they got your money. Because like I said, I'm cheap. (laughs) Um, With certain things. Yeah. Uh, Your initial thoughts once you got to the hotel of the property. Okay, so the hotel itself is beautiful, uh, but before I even arrived there, uh, Tulum is just, like, very relaxed. Um, I had reached out to the restaurant that we wound up eating at the first night, Kitchen Table, another really famous, good restaurant, and 
both Beth and I, my friend, tried to make reservations for, for both Saturday and Sunday, didn't get any responses from them. So at which point I contacted the hotel to make me a reservation. I want to start off by saying that rooms at this hotel start at about $450 a night during the January time frame. Dang. Yeah. And so I did not get any response from them. So the hotel, the hotel is beautiful, um, but going in, didn't get a response from them, and things only got shittier. Um, okay, so, but you ended up staying there, obviously. Well, I prepaid. Yeah. And so what were your thoughts on the property once once you guys got there? The property is beautiful. It's very whimsical. Um, I Is like, it like most hotels in Tulum? Is this something different that stands out? Yeah, so they're all eco-friendly. This hotel is especially famous because they have um, like a ton of yoga retreats and everything is, you know, health-oriented. They have two restaurants there. I actually don't think they serve meat. Um, one hmm. is only fish, and the other is a vegan vegetarian restaurant. Did you know that going in? Um, I didn't, but the my friend that I was with is a pescatarian, as you know, and I don't eat a ton of meat these days aside from chicken. So I, you know, in Mexico, I'm totally fine with just so it's fish. it's health conscious. You would yeah. say the resort were yeah. they serving alcohol? They do have a lot of alcohol. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's healthy-ish. Healthy-ish, that's right. Um, okay, so you got there first day. You had, did you go right to the beach? You had lunch on the beach? So we got there, I want to say, at like 1.30. They told us that our room wouldn't be ready until 3 p.m. They do enforce like a very strict 12 p.m. checkout. So if you think about it, like how long could it take to make up, you know, a 500-square-foot yeah. room, but whatever. Um, so... You know how, like, hotels are. They basically confiscate your bag from you. So we go and have lunch, and by that time, it's 3 p.m., and we are brought to our room, and I'm told that my bag is going to follow. And so, I mean, I woke up that morning at 4.15, so all I fucking wanted to do was finally get to the beach. And so we're, like, sitting in our room for 15 minutes, and we call. And they were like, oh, we thought that um, you had your bag already. And I was like, no, I don't have my bag, and now I'm very concerned. So you're off to a good start. It doesn't seem like you have my bag either and they were like oh no don't worry we'll get you your bag so then 15 minutes later my bag finally shows up we finally get to the beach at like 3 30 okay so you spend a couple hours at the beach and how how was the beach how did it compare to other places in mexico how did it compare to the caribbean the sand yeah, the water the, the sand is super soft um and even though it was like warm out it doesn't get too hot like your feet are never burning it's weird the water was absolutely beautiful like I don't want to compare it to Bora Bora, but it was, like, very pretty. I mean, I sent you pictures yesterday. Like, that water was beautiful. Yeah, it was nice. I mean, you can't you can't tell too much from pictures. And, you know, some of the water that you, you see in Mexico, they have sand dunes in it. And it's it's not that deep blue. So I was curious to see if it would rival, say, you know, Caribbean Island or something like that. It was as nice, if not nicer, than Caribbean Islands we've into okay so uh dinner you you mentioned you went to kitchen table um i remember you saying octopus was a standout and some type of spicy margarita yeah uh we had a lot of spicy margaritas on the trip lots of octopus a lot of ceviche how'd the octopus compare with uh the octopi in greece 
Oh, uh, there's no comparison. Grease all the way. But it was on the menu a lot there. Yes. Okay. I had octopus every day. Okay. Um, what'd you think of that restaurant overall? So, my friend, Beth, that I had, had gone with, that was her favorite restaurant the last time she was there. Like, she put it above Heartwood. Um, so, I think it had a lot of hype coming into it. I thought the food was good. It wasn't my favorite meal. I actually really liked the food at our hotel. I had ceviche um, all three days, different mm-hmm. iterations. And I would say I even liked my lunch better than that dinner. Okay. Um, so, we'll say... Thumbs down for that. I wouldn't say thumbs down. Like, I think the food was just all around solid. Um, So I would say, like, I would give it three stars. Okay. Uh, Day two. Um, two. Really, your only full day there. Uh, Was it a beach day, you know, through and through? Every every day was a beach day through and through. Okay. How How was the service on the beach? Did they go around and ask if you wanted a drink? The or? hotel was, was absolutely awful. So we started off the day. Tell me how you really feel. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how it is, Jared. I mean, would you want me if I didn't? <laughs> so we, we want to go to breakfast, and I at, at the end, I'm, I'm told that it comes with our room, and I'm then told that I need to give a tip. And told? Told I need to give a tip. And I said, okay, well, I actually... Have you ever heard that anywhere before no but i heard it twice while i was at this hotel so this is the first time i heard this so i said to the guy i'm actually really sorry i didn't know that our breakfast was included so i was just planning to charge us to the room and i would give you a tip can i can i give a tip to the room and he rolled his eyes at me and just stomped away like very aggressive and i was like okay so I later brought it up to the concierge, and he told me that that was my fault, that I should have remembered that when I was booking my reservation. And um, I just want to say, like, I travel constantly, and I booked this in August. We're now in September. So this, is the, in January. this is the concierge that told this is, you this? This is the concierge. That you should have known better. C- correct. Yes. Did you then go to a manager? I, I did not at that point, because... I, I later went to the manager about, about another issue I had and mentioned that issue, but um, I also was told regarding a tip a second time when I was at the beach on our last day, we both ordered glasses of Sauvignon Blanc. I, as you know, hate Chardonnay. I hate it, okay? So he gave us glasses of Chardonnay. I told him that this was not Sauvignon Blanc. He told me it was did not offer to switch it, and then told me I needed to give him a tip. And I said, you need to start serving the right wine if you want a tip. Was this the same guy? No. So this is what they do at this hotel? Correct. And I actually never do this, but I gave a scathing review on TripAdvisor, and in looking at what other people, like, I was spot on. So you didn't, did, obviously you didn't read these reviews before you went. Or book really, the hotel. I'm not really like a TripAdvisor person. Well, it doesn't to, have to be TripAdvisor, but hotels. like, but any reviews of where you're staying. This hotel, like, if you're talking about credibility for places to look for hotels, like, a far media had reviewed it. Like, it's on tablet. It's on Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But none of those publications mentioned any of these service issues. No. Wow. I mean, it seems pretty bad. Like, you're only there 
what you're you're le- well, you're there less than twenty four hours at this point. Yeah. Well, the the thing that set me over the edge was we wanted to stay in our hotel room until three p.m. Check it check out is at noon, so we wanted three additional hours. So. I, we were arranging our transfer on Sunday. We were arranging our transfer with the concierge for Monday, the following day. And I had also asked while we were on the phone, how much a late checkout was. And I was told $80 per hour. And so at that point, I was I've never like, heard of that. At that point, I was like, you guys are fucking nuts. And I've had so many service issues and I listed out everything And And you're talking to the GM at this point? No, I'm just talking to another concierge. And so Beth and I were then at dinner via WhatsApp. This guy got in touch with her to confirm our transfer for the following day and said that he spoke to the supervisor and they were going to give us a special deal, $50 for late checkout. So she, (laughs) but we were actually going to do that. So why, why would you pay it all? To check out a couple hours late. So I could shower and like... Yeah, but I've never heard of a hotel charging for that. Okay, but it, it gets better. So she immediately writes back and says $50 per hour or $50 total because that's like 150 or 50 So no response. So then I just felt like the $80 an hour was bullshit and that they were taking advantage of like two white women. So the next morning... Playing the race I go up to... Well, there was there was homophobia, there was race issues. Yeah, I did not feel welcome in the country of Mexico. So I go up to a, another concierge and I ask them how much a late checkout is and they tell me $50 per hour. So I show them a screenshot of the WhatsApp conversation. I said, okay, well, they reference a special deal. So if you're telling me that it's $50 per hour, the special deal must be that it's just $50 in total. And he says no. So at this point, I say, I'm going to need to speak to your supervisor. So I go and speak to the supervisor who... That's one of my favorite lines, by the way. (laughs) So let me speak to your supervisor. Because by the time I, like, demand it, I'm just, like, beyond rational. Like, there's there's no reasoning with me. So this woman just looks like she's this, like, yoga freak that decided to open a hotel and has no fucking idea how to manage it, essentially, is what I came to realize. So she tells me... That there's that they're not trying to pull anything on me. Her staff just doesn't know how much a late checkout is. So her concierge that do this day in and day out don't know how much a late checkout is. And I was like, I'm glad you believe the lies that are coming out of your mouth. I don't. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. That's not a good feeling. So she says to me, how much do you want to pay? And I was like, obviously nothing. While this is transpiring, there are two women standing next to me and... They need to move because there's construction, like, at all hours of the night outside of their room. And she's like, sure, no problem. You can move to this room or this room. One is, like, an extra $150 a night. The other one is an extra $200 a night. (laughs) Oh, my God. Did you hear any of the construction going on? During the day, not at night. What did these people say back about paying? So, apparently, like, they couldn't sleep. So, you're, like... You're on vacation, and you, you want to be able to sleep. Crazy. So, so they, they went for it. Oh, my gosh. No, it was, it was awful. Okay, so obviously two thumbs down for the hotel service. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go back a little bit. Uh, day two, you were on the beach during the day. Then at night, uh, Arca was yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, we went to Arca. 
um, a former Noma chef. Um, Noma another, in Copenhagen, correct. which has been in the top ten in the world. Correct. Restaurants. Um, and so a former Noma chef opened up a restaurant. Really liked it. Super cool. Our favorite dish were these um, crab tacos. Uh, yeah, you mentioned soft shell soft crab shell tacos. Soft shell crab tacos. And it was kind of like, uh, instead of a flour tortilla, it was kind of just this like really cool, like... Uh, Almost like a collard green that you okay. would wrap it in. That's cool. And then you mentioned uh, coconut marinated sea bass. That's correct. How was that? It was delicious. It was so good that I had ordered it for my entree. And the way the menu goes is that it's all priced from like smallest to largest. So my friend had ordered um, uni, which I don't eat. And I know how much uni costs, and I know how much sea bass costs, and the uni was a lot less than sea bass, so I knew that the portion was going to be very small. She's a very petite person, so she ordered it. It wasn't enough, so she then ordered the fish as well. <laughs> really? Was, was the uni an appetizer? So the way the menu is structured, it's like one column. So, so what what is it like on top of? or? So it was it was two oranges that were, the insides of the oranges were taken out, and there was like a piece of uni in each orange peel okay um so overall much better than kitchen table arca was a really good restaurant i really liked it okay um so where is where is, are the are these two restaurants in relation to the hotel so kitchen table is pretty far away um my friend that i was with had previously been to tulum and so she was very, it was very important to be like in the central location. Normally, she's a, a runner, so I think maybe that was figured into things that she wanted to be able to like run along the beach to the different hotels. Um, of course, she wasn't able to do that. So there was, I mean, let's talk about some of the hotels and in, in relation. So the Nomad is in a good location. Um, Azulik is another. Um, Eco-friendly hotel. That's really more. What does that mean? Eco-friendly. So this is something you're gonna love. You can't flush toilet paper down the toilet. What? Yeah. Where's it go? Goes in uh, a trash can. Unbelievable. I mean, like. Wow. Listen, everyone poops. Uh, the The poop paper went down the toilet. I I couldn't put it in the trash. Okay. Like uh, it was just. But yeah, you're is this a suggestion or no, is this a this mandate? Is like, there's like mandates. There's like signs all over the place. And every time like I would poop, I would pray that like we did not have an issue. <laughs> Keeps getting better and better. Jared, by the way, the reason I took a girl's trip is because I asked Jared if he would go. And he was basically like, I am sick of staying in these huts. And I think that the hut that he was referring to was the St. Regis Bora Bora. No, it wasn't. So what were you referring no, to? What no. huts do you stay no. in? I don't, I mean, this was a long time ago, but I don't remember saying the hut comment. But I took a, I took a quick look at the website. I saw what we were dealing with here. I saw where it was. And I was just like, yeah, not, not really for me. And it doesn't sound like I missed much, honestly. Yeah, no. And... Even even Beth's husband, who's who's more willing to go with the flow, he was not the greatest fan of Tulum when when they had went. Um, but so yeah, so these eco friendly hotels, so tents are like a big thing. Like 
like cool funky tents. So Azulik is has a lot of tents. Uh, Nomad has some tents. They're further away from the beach though, so I didn't really see those. Um, B Tulum is like the premier hotel in Tulum. I think that B Tulum is very similar to Nomad. The main difference is of B Tulum is a lot more expensive because every single like villa has its own plunge pool. Okay, that's cool. Always like the plunge pool. Um, so you said the hotel was pretty much in the central district of the of the city on the town? Yeah, the problem is, though, is, like, if you're not walking on the beach, there's really no, um, p- like, pavement for pedestrians, so you can't walk on the street. Is the street a regular street, or is it a dirt road? It's a dirt road. It is not paved. There's no cement. There's no concrete. And so um, Arca, on the map, was, like, a quarter of a mile away from our hotel, which, like, we're New Yorkers. We could have easily walked that, but it's not safe to walk So it. you're obviously on the beach in your hotel. Yeah. Is there a, quote-unquote, downtown Tulum? Is there a main strip? So the main... There is a main strip, and I keep... You keep asking me this, and I don't think you're understanding it. You you cannot walk it. No, I, 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 there, I understand there are, that. there are car... Like, there's no... There's nowhere for pedestrians to, like, actually... Walk. No, I, I understand that you can't walk there, but I'm saying in the town... We were staying, like, in the main strip. You just need so to... So even, even though you were on the beach, you were on the main strip of the town. Yeah, but, like, you can't, like, that restaurant, Arca, it doesn't have beach access. So you wouldn't have been able to walk there via the beach, and it's not safe to walk there on the dirt road. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so... I mean, besides the service issues, was it nice? Was it worth it? Like, okay, I loved Tulum. I loved the water. I loved the whole vibe of that area. I just wouldn't stay at that hotel again. But I think that it's even though it's a schlep once you get to Cancun, it's a three-hour flight. It's not bad. So is the Caribbean. I don't think the food in the Caribbean is that great. Okay. So how... I thought the food here was awesome. Staying in Tulum, now this was your second time being there, first time staying there. How did it compare with the other places you've been in Mexico? I just felt like it was an authentic experience. I, 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 and I don't know if it's because when I have been in Mexico, I've stayed at these mass resorts that I just... There's no authenticity there. It's different. It's definitely different. And so pretty much it it sounds like it's unlike any other Mexican city or town that you've stayed in before. Um, Would you go back? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't stay at the place I stayed, but yes, I would definitely go back. So you don't think that the, the, yeah, the three hour flight is fine compared to if you're going to Europe or something, but like you went for two nights. It's not like you... Some people go to Mexico and go for five nights. You went for two nights, plus you have the hour and a half drive each way. Did you have enough time there? Yeah, so I think that if you're not Melissa Schwartz, the answer is no. But I think that we travel so much and we maximize three-day weekends that I have become accustomed to just... If I'm in a place for too long, I start getting bored. So... I agree. For me, could I have used another day... Sure. Anything more than that, 
I would say for me it would be too much. But, but you, I, yeah. I could totally see why my friend and her husband spent a week there and were very happy doing so. Spent a week? Yeah, wow. they were there for a week. I think the only place I've ever spent a week in, or nearly a week, was Bora Bora. Yes. And, that, and I totally am on board with doing that kind of thing again because there's really nothing like it. But if you're going to Mexico for a week or you're going to... I mean, some people would like families go to, say, like Aruba or mm-hmm. whatever, the Bahamas for a week. I mean, it's just so long, I think, especially when we travel the way do, we do. So yeah, I, 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 I agree think, with you on that. I think that you're just looking at it from a lens that most people don't. It's the only lens I know. <laughs> um, okay, so how would, you, how would you rate it scale 1 to 10 for a, for a, yeah, for a quick weekend getaway? A nine. That's pretty high. I really liked it. Okay. Um, so a nine, you wouldn't stay there. You would stay somewhere else. You well, would. no, I, it is my mission to have that hotel condemned. Did you get a refund? No. Why? I don't really know that the things that happen, like, warrant a refund, per se. Just overall horrible service? Yeah, it's like, it's weird, because, like, when we were in Dublin the week before, I feel like our room not being serviced, like, that's actually, like, grounds to give a, a refund. These people were just assholes. And they don't deserve to operate. Like, I wrote a review on TripAdvisor. I said, five-star prices, one-star service. Like, I just don't think that they deserve the to be able to operate a hotel and provide experiences for people and that are going to be memorable. But as far as a refund, like, I just don't know that there are grounds for that. Did you have actual tacos or tequila while you were there? Oh, I had a ton of spicy margaritas. So okay. yes, yes the that's tequila. True. Um, yes, I had delicious fish tacos the first day at the hotel. Okay. So two good things there, tacos and tequila. Um, okay, so that's Tulum. Um, hope you enjoyed it. This is episode five of the itinerary. Uh, remember, you can get the podcast anywhere podcasts are found, and that includes iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Just search for the itinerary, listen to it, subscribe to it. You can also get it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor as well. So we are here. We are on iTunes, and uh, we're good to go. So Tulum... Uh, you say a nine from what I heard, maybe one thumb up, one thumb down for the quick getaway. Um, but hope you enjoyed that itinerary, and we'll speak to you next time. See ya! Sayonara!